This is IA Forward, your playbook for success as an independent insurance agent. Here to help you knock it out of the ballpark are your hosts, Shane Tatum and Tanya Lee. Shane, let's talk about a conversation that we have probably four or five plus times a week. We're talking to a prospective partner agent and they say, well, I'm a life and health agent and I want to add PNC to fill out my portfolio. Or they're a mortgage company and they've decided that they want to sell insurance on the side. Or they're a tax preparer and they've decided they want to sell insurance on the side. I know you love those conversations. I do love them. If you can hear the sarcasm in my voice, it's real, it's true. What bothers me a little bit is as a diehard all-in property and casualty guy, just so that I can set the tone on this, that's who I am. So I get a little offended at, I'm just going to add property and casualty as if it's not complex, extremely intelligent sector of the industry. It's almost like, yeah, I'm going to dabble in property and casualty, or I'm going to add that to this already successful business that I have going on. And in my first response in my head, I don't say it out loud. So in my head, my first response is, come on, brother, stay in your lane. Let's just stay in our lane here. Let's be real about this. It's so different than all those examples that you just laid out. And so the life and health guy gets picked on the most, but it really does scatter across those other examples. You know, the tax prep business, the the mortgage company, this sort of superstore mindset of adding more to that client is something that I just personally feel like it just has not worked if we go all the way back to the 90s and the financial superstore. It continues to not work to me. We talk about core values all the time, but I really think that you have like this unwritten sixth core value that we've never added to it, but really should. And that is don't dabble. Do what you do. Do it really well. I just wonder, and I'm thinking out loud here, which is really dangerous, but I just wonder because Amazon started with books and now it's a gazillion different products across all these different things. I don't know if we get this thing in our head where we're like, we can just add more stuff. And it's really hard in a professional services business to be the expert of all things. And I think that's where my mindset of don't dabble comes into play. And I pick on the personal lines expert, the personal lines agent, not dabbling in commercial and vice versa, commercial lines expert, not dabbling in personal lines. And so I would even go down this path of if you're going to be in the high net worth arena, it's not the same as middle America preferred standard personal lines accounts. It's different. And so I think that what gets me going here and gets me down that path of dabble, especially when we're talking about someone who wants to quote, add property and casualty to their revenue stream, to their offering, is like there's no real perspective of what that actually means. Like a couple of hundred thousand dollars in premium added to your life and health business is not successful. It's not sustainable. It's really just from this place of folks not understanding the full spectrum of the property and casualty business. And that the offensive thing to me as I go down this path is it's the lack of respect for that part of the industry. I have tons of respect for life and health agents, for tax professionals, for mortgage professionals, tons of respect for them. 
I think it's that sometimes there's not a mutual respect back to the property and casualty expert. And I think that's where I get my toes stepped on, so to speak. But Shane, insurance is insurance. So if I can sell life and health, I should be able to sell property and casualty. Yeah, it's not. Insurance is not just insurance. And Shame on the media side of things, the advertising side of things that's tried to make it that. We fight against that constantly. Let me just say this. Insurance policies are contracts. Contracts are written by attorneys. Contracts are defended in lawsuits by attorneys. Contracts are sued by attorneys. We have this common theme here. And guess what? I think a law degree still requires a bachelor's degree, at least three years of law school. And then you still got to pass the bar exam. These are pretty smart people, even as an insurance guy who kind of has that love-hate relationship with the attorney sector. This is like a really smart group of people. They have a lot of education. And they're the ones that are writing these coverage documents and these contracts. So to even come across or have that thought that, yeah, insurance is insurance. Let's go back to the foundation of how do we actually provide coverage under a contract? Well, a really smart group of attorneys have to write that thing. They have to develop that coverage document. And so it's more complex. We can't just say insurance is insurance. From a different perspective, what is the success percentage within our group? We've been doing this for well over a decade. What is the success percentage of our partners who have come in as life and health guys to do PNC on the side? I'm going to add a little bit to that because I want to broaden the spectrum. Like I don't want to pick on just that one little sector, the life and health agency. And I want to say anyone who came in with the idea that property and casualty is not their primary business. So it's their secondary business, or to use your fancy word, tertiary business. They came in with a primary business and they're going to add property and casualty. So far, our batting average for success on that group of prospective partners is zero. Absolutely zero. Like, you know, the batting average display is 0.000, right? If a 300 batting average, which by the way, will get you in the Hall of Fame. A 300 batting average is displayed as 0.300. A 350 is 0.350. Our batting average for non-focused adding property and casualty as a secondary product source is 0.000 so far. And that's with about 30 plate appearances, by the way. So it's not like we had four at-bats here. We've, we've had 30 at-bats and we're still batting zero. So before it's asked, why are we still going to bat? Why are we still taking at-bats on it? Because on paper, it's supposed to work. That's why it's on paper. They've got this group of customers. The issue is, is they have these customers and it should work. So why doesn't it work? Why can't the property and casualty be added when the life and health agent has 3,000 client files, 3,000 customers. Why can't we make that work? Why doesn't that work out there in the marketplace? So I have two theories on this. One is a lack of focus or a lack of trained, educated person that really knows their stuff that is put in charge of the PNC side or a completely different personality type. You're right on both sides. The personality type is big. And I think that the owner, 
the main person of the organization, whatever type of organization we're talking about, either tries to do it themselves, but it's not in their wheelhouse, right? They Now, keep in mind, we're not talking about people who are not successful in life. We're talking about groups of people who have successful businesses and they're really good at what they do. For the most part, what I've seen around that is they try to do this themselves. Like I'm going to take this on and I'm going to do this myself. That's not going to work either. One of the reasons that doesn't work is that you've already proven that you're successful at something else and you've got to change and learn a whole new industry. It's almost like starting a new career. So the way it can work that nobody seems to want to do. So you got this really successful business over here. You should be able to fund, hire and fund this expert to take on this part of your business. Nobody ever really wants to do that. Not sure why, but that's one thing. Secondly, I think that your point of lack of focus is spot on and they don't allow the property and casualty part that they're supposedly going to put all this focus into. They're not giving them full access to marketing cross-selling of the client base because they're afraid. This kind of goes back to that commercial personal fight, like the commercial lines producer doesn't want the personal lines people messing up his big account. Well, it's that same kind of thing here. Ooh, I don't want to mess up that big group health account. Or I really don't want to mess up that big situation that I've got over here, this big client over here by bringing property and casualty to them. It's almost like you go in with your hand tied. I think that's also part of the issue, which kind of is tied to lack of focus. So I think the hiring and funding thing is an issue because that costs money. But if you do hire and you do fund someone, but then you don't give them access to market the way they know that PNC should be marketed because you already have a marketing plan in place for your life and health or for your tax or for your mortgage business, just trying to add a person but not giving them access to marketing dollars or a marketing plan or or expecting them to keep the same kind of office hours. I see this a lot. I see that someone hires a producer or hires someone to run their PNC business, but they want to keep them in the office. They don't want to let them out and networking and doing all of those things to create a new revenue source, to create a new profit center, because that's what you're doing. You're trying to create a new profit center by adding a person. And then the person gets very frustrated. They leave. Then You hire somebody else that may or may not be as qualified, and then they get frustrated because they're so limited and they leave, and then it becomes this vicious cycle. It's the realization that it is a different business and it is a complex business. And this person that I did fund, if you're out there and you're listening and you're like, well, no, I did that. I funded that person. I brought them on and they just didn't perform. Well, check yourself. Just because you were successful in your respective business, in doing business a certain way, doesn't mean that this whole new part of the business, this new profit center, is going to be successful in the same way. That is a great point in that we expect, I did it that way. Yeah, but but you're a mortgage broker. Your business is completely different. It's not the same. And so that is part of this hill that I feel like we've been climbing. And, and, you know, this is my deal. I'm stubborn around this because on paper, stuff that works on paper that doesn't 
work in execution or practicality frustrates the mess out of me. That just sends me over the edge because when you write it out and you plan it out and you're like, man, that should work. That's going to be awesome. And then it doesn't work. I just want to keep going back. Like, give me another at bat. It's like I'm facing Nolan Ryan and I've already had 30 at bats. He struck me out 30 times and I'm like, I'm going back again. Come on, keep throwing. I'm going to get a hit. And I think that's kind of where we are as an organization. Probably why we're talking about this is we're sharing this frustration. Maybe somebody out there can solve this. I feel like we're going to solve this one day or we're going to finally stop throwing money at it and just give in and say it doesn't work. Right now, we're still trying. Right now, we're still trying to figure that out. We're selectively trying. But it's a really, really frustrating thing because I think it has to start with ground zero of you have to give respect to the property and casualty side of the business and know that this is a complex business that requires focus and expertise. I want to throw one more group in there, and that is realty organizations that don't want to let the insurance go somewhere else or they want to be able to get those insurance quotes back immediately. And that's something that we're seeing more and more of. So these big realtor groups think that they're going to add to their bottom line. They're going to increase their profits by having an in-house insurance person. Yeah. And step one of that is sabotaging the insurance relationships and trusted partnerships that have been developed over a long period of time. That's step one. Step one means they got to stab somebody in the back and go down that path. It's this case of, I stay with respect here, or lack of. We're seeing these insurance dollars go out the door, or we can do better at the timing of this thing if we bring this in-house, if we just hire our own internal insurance department. It's still run by a non-insurance person is my fear. That's my big deal here is you bring the insurance expert in, but the insurance expert doesn't ultimately have the final call in a situation like that. I get really nervous for our carrier partners in those situations. I get really nervous for the consumer because where does your loyalty lie in terms of the revenue dollar? Is the loyalty lying with the real estate sale or the insurance sale or the insurance customer side of things? And so I get really nervous about that because our industry is so long tail. We talk about that a lot. And the real estate side of things, I'm not a real estate expert. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong here. But you know, real estate isn't necessarily about that perpetual dollar. It's about that sell, that moment. You may have clients that come back to you, but it's a new property. It's a new sale every time. And they get big dollar hits when they sell something compared to that annual renewal or annual perpetuation of the insurance commission. It's completely different. And so I'm going to think that the real estate agency is going to have a really hard time really having that long tail cycle in place when there's a short tail cycle in place. for risk. And that is the exact same reason why the life and health guys have difficulty adding PNC products long-term. 100% right. We get that big hit up front. I can sell that $4,000 life insurance policy, get $4,000 payday at 100% commission. You know, how many auto and home policies did I have to sell to get that same $4,000 that month? They abandoned, they being the life and health, they abandoned things along the way because they're like, eh, 
that's a lot of work when I could have done this one case or these three cases and make 10 grand for the month. It's a hard transition mentally. And the service loads between the two are so incredibly different as well. So do you want to talk about claims and life insurance? Okay, that's outside my wheelhouse, but go for it. So there's only one claim, life insurance. There's one claim scenario. If you're alive, there's no claim. If there's a death, there's a claim, right? So it's a really simple process. (laughs) I'm not going down this path of, you know, is there an investigation? Did somebody fake a client? Whatever. I've read plenty of John Grisham books. I was just thinking that you just got finished reading Sparring Partners like I did. So yeah, there's that whole thing. I did. But really, I hate to make light of death, but it's a reality. Like the life insurance claim process is one claim. And you better have some empathy for the claims process in life insurance. But it's not the same thing as an auto claim. It's not the same thing as a house claim. Yeah, that's a big asset. And that thing needs to be protected correctly because that's important, but it is still a tangible product that can be replaced. A life insurance claim has finality to it. It is what it is. So there's this different thing that goes into place here. So I'll tell you what really steps on my toes, like really, really, really steps on my toes. And that is when financial managers or financial advisors decide that they want to add PNC, but they don't want anybody to know about it. They don't want to attach it to their business because it makes them feel sleazy. I've never understood this one. I've seen it. We've seen it. We've seen it together. We've heard about it. We've talked to people that have that issue. Again, I think it's lack of respect. What that says to me is you think property and casualty is sleazy. When you're that advisor, when you're that financial manager, and you say, I don't want this business, this property and casualty business, to be connected to my wealth management business. Now, you want both of them. Now, I want them. That's right. What it really means is I want the revenue from both of them, but I don't want them to be connected because, now just think about that. Let's say that again slowly. I don't want them to be connected because I don't want my clients to think that I'm selling them something or I'm being gimmicky or I'm being sleazy about something. What are you saying about the new offering? You're basically saying that we have individuals say that to our face. Hey, we're standing right here. You're basically calling my entire career sleazy. I mean, that's not offensive at all. I don't understand that mindset and I'm not really sure what the thought process is here, but why add it? If that's really how you feel about it, what is the thought process that you're going through that says, I think I want to add property and casualty to my wealth management business. I'm sitting here thinking, Think about the potential high net worth opportunity. There's a whole segment for the wealth manager to add property and casualty and become a high net worth expert that is not in any way gimmicky, sleazy, or salesy at all. I mean, when you're protecting that five, $10 million home, when you're protecting that garage full of cars, when you're protecting that yacht or those vacation homes. Whoever's life you're describing, I want. And it's a lot of overhead. I'm telling you, I don't know that. I don't have it, but I've kind of run the numbers and it's a lot of overhead. Back to being a financial advisor. To me, it makes perfect sense that if you are helping people invest and you are protecting their financial assets, why does it feel sleazy to be their risk manager? What in the brain makes 
that not work? Again, this is a really smart segment of the population, too. They have a lot of licensing requirements. I mean, that stuff is really hard to, to get and maintain. They generally have some type of finance or economics degree. So th- these are well-educated people. And so I say this with all sincerity. I really think it's ignorance. And I really think that it's a misunderstanding of where the opportunity is. I don't think they understand that we're not necessarily talking about them getting into the business of going toe-to-toe with the State Farm agent or the Allstate agent. I think there's an opportunity for this segment. If you're a wealth manager and you want to get into property and casualty, you have to see this through the lens of becoming a risk manager. The offering of the product is not a selling of the product at all. It's risk management. It's total risk management. If you're responsible for somebody's assets, it's not really just the money they have in stocks or the money they have in the bank or where they're invested. It should be this total holistic view of things. And I think this segment is missing that opportunity to be something greater. And I think the reason is ignorance. I just don't think they understand. I think they think that they're looking across the aisle at the focus property and casualty guy and they're going, I don't want to do that. I don't want to sell policies. Okay. I don't want to sell policies either. I want accounts. I want clients. I don't want to accumulate policies. There's a whole thing here that's opportunistic, and I think that ignorance is in the way. Life, health, financial advisors, mortgage companies, what is our takeaway? If you're in that segment, I would encourage you to really look at the property and casualty side of the business and gain some respect for it. And maybe you've had an interaction with somebody that soured your taste. I'm sorry for that, but that's not what most of us look like. You can't dabble. There's no dabbling in this business. You need to be focused. Property and casualty is complex. Whether we're talking personal lines, commercial lines, doesn't matter. It's a complex part of the insurance industry. It requires focus and dabbling is where things go off the rails. You mean it doesn't just take 15 minutes? It doesn't just take 15 minutes. No matter what the British lizard says, it doesn't just take 15 minutes. No, it doesn't. It takes some experience and expertise and knowledge and lots of stuff. And I'm going to defend our industry till my death. So that's just the reality of our segment of the industry, especially the independent agency channel. It's a non-dabbling world. If you're in that segment and you want to add property and casualty, then fund it invest in it, add some focus to it, and give those individuals that you're hiring access to the client base that you already have that's supposed to make this work. I'm going to leave us with this from Michael Jordan. Focus like a laser, not a flashlight. Ooh, that's good. Attitude's a choice. Make a great one. Bye, y'all. Thank you for joining us on IA Forward. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now or learn more at IAForward.com. Ready to get the ball rolling with your independent agency? Learn more at IntegraAgent.com. That's IntegraAgent.com.